Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cryptids in Your Backyard. This is a podcast about cryptids, paranormal activity, UFO sightings, and anything that is strange and or unusual. So if you've had a strange and or unusual account, please contact us. We would love to hear your story. You can reach us at the Cryptids in Your Backyard on Instagram, the Cryptids in Your Backyard on Facebook, the Cryptids in Your Backyard at mail.com. And you can get in touch with us those ways. I am your host, Jeffrey Jameson. And here with me tonight is my co-host, Ella Jameson. Hello, hello. I know the funniest person on the podcast is back. The funniest person on the podcast is back. Yes, yes, it is I. We hand over the crown to Ella. Ella, you weren't here last week. No. What have you been up to? You've been I, gone for many nights. Only uh, six days. Five nights and six days. Yep. So, Tragic. would you like to tell us about your journeys? Yes. Okay. While I was gone for the six days. Why were you gone? I saw a concert. Yes. Yes, I did. And you saw a concert with your brother? With Quentin, yes. He took you to a concert. Yes, he did. Because he had nobody else to go with him. So he was like, I'm going to take my sister. Yeah. That was nice of him. Yes. And you stayed over at his place. Yeah. For the rest of the time. I saw Wednesday 13th, Anti-Seen, Blackwater Drowning, and this some other band. I can't remember their name. Oh, Something I see. with Drowning, I think, had in it. Or Water. I don't know. That was I, Black. Wasn't that Blackwater Drowning? I think something. It might have Black. I think it had Black something in it. Oh, I don't know. It was one of those words. Yeah, I'm not. They're drowning out. water or black. <laughs> <laughs> I brought most like like most likely black. Anyways, I got to Quentin got VIP tickets, so we had a meet and greet with Wednesday thirteen. Mm-hmm. And, and how was that? Good. Mm-hmm. I uh, got a signed poster, and I got three of drumsticks from the concert, and I got one of them. Signed. How'd you get the drumsticks? Well, two of them are from Anti-Scene. Mm-hmm. First, before they started playing, he gave it to me. And really? Then one while they were playing. And then when... Did you just jump up on stage and grab it from him? No. As he was playing? No. No? <laughs> That's good. No. I did jump up on stage. You jumped up on stage? Yes. During the Anti-Scene? Yes. Not during Wednesday. Not during Wednesday 13. No. And then you dive back into the crowd? Yes. It was your first time stage diving? Yes. Wow. Because Clint said, I'll bring you home on Sunday if you do it. He, <laughs> he <lied>. didn't. <laughs> he lied. Nice. I even did it twice. And you did it twice? Because the guy, the um, anti-scene singer brought me up. He like, brought you up? After stage diving. Oh, nice. Yes. So, that was fun. So, he lifted you up out of the crowd? He's like, no, no, when I got back to Quentin. Oh, okay. when you got <laughs> that, back, okay. If that makes sense. No. He like, you know how they. Oh, he put his hand yes. out for you and brought you up on stage. Yes. Nice. Yes. There you go. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yes. I got two shirts. You got two shirts. You got an anti-scene shirt and a Wednesday 13 shirt. Yes. That's pretty cool. Did anything strange and or unusual happen while you were oh, staying at Quentin's house? Oh, yes, yes. All right, what happened? Okay, so this happened to me before, too, but not at his place. So I would be sitting on his couch, and he has, like, a big living room area and then a kitchen. Yeah, he really lives in wide. a one-bedroom apartment. Yes, and then there's a bedroom, like, like, not even a hall, just an opening, and it's his bedroom and then the bathroom. and. Almost every day and every night, almost like, yeah, not just at night, but during the, be during the day, mm-hmm. I would cease movement in that area. And it was his cat. No. It wasn't the cat. No, his cat was completely scared of me and just hit under. Was it just like a fleeting movement? Like a you glimpse you're catching out of the corner of your eye, like something Sometimes. just going by? Not really. I don't know how to explain it, but I do see stuff by the corner of my eye, and then also when I was just looking in that general area. Really? Something was just there? Something was just there. Was it like a there. full figure of a person? It was kind of like a messed up figure of a person. 
Like you could tell there was a head of something and then wider. But that's really? it. But that's it. So it's kind of invisible, but not. Yes. Like when they show. Maybe like movement, like tiny little dots of movement, kind of. Right. Sense. Huh. But like, I don't know. Not dots. That was a bad, like, um, version of it. Like a ripple in the air? Kind. I don't know. Kind of. Kind of like water, maybe. Like there's a ripple in the water. I no. Don't... No, it's like when explain. it's like crystal clear water, but you still know that it's water. Somewhat. Really? Maybe a little bit. Okay. But maybe not. I don't know. That's <laughs> an interesting to... description. Did it scare you at all? No. It didn't, like, I wasn't bothered by it. Which oh, okay. I usually think I would be. Right. But, I don't know. Hmm. And then, one time I was home alone with Lizzie, which she's three. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm hungry. So I was like, all right, all right. And I go to the kitchen to make her something. And um, I thought she walked into the bathroom, so I walked out to see if she went near the bathroom, and I see her sitting on the couch. So you actually saw a form walk by and go into the bathroom? Yeah, like I saw a movement. It didn't seem like a solid thing, but it seemed like a movement. Like when the ghost on Pac-Man, when they turn blue and they're flashing, it's not solid, but it's still there. No, not that? (laughs) <laughs> but it was like her height. It was the, her height? Yes. It was like a brown her height. So that's why I thought she went to it. So what is she about three foot? Yeah. And change maybe three <gasps> foot? I just got an idea. This that's is totally idea. off topic. But what if our age, we were that like amount of feet? So you'd be 52 feet. I'd be a giant. I would be... 14 feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you'd still be small compared to me. So, what if we are like that? Mm. And then at some point, we just stop growing and we just don't realize it because everything else around us is expanding. It's the universe and all this weird uh, stuff is going on. Yeah. And we're caught in the matrix and there's a, a glip and we end up in another dimension. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so how did this ghost thing end? It never scared you at all? That was the last day I was. No. I, and that night, I'd just be, like, staring in that area, like, by the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you would see movement in the air. Like, not all the second. Because you, second. you slept on the couch, and that couch kind of, yeah. you can, when you're laying on that couch, you can see that area. Mm-hmm. Nice. You just see something. Like, I wasn't scared to fall asleep or anything. I mean, at one you point. You didn't feel threatened. Yeah. It wasn't Melvin. I wanted to get water from the kitchen, but I was kind of scared because I just saw something. And then mm-hmm. a few minutes later, I got up and got water. Oh, good. But <laughs> Well, high five for bravery. It sounds that was pretty, such a bad class. Oh, pretty my God. unique sighting. It sounds like a unique sighting. Yes. I mean, a unique encounter, but Quentin's never experienced anything. No, I just scared him. <laughs> so now Maybe he's, he's just not in tune with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're more in tune. Yeah, because that's not the first time. I know. That's not your that's first like, time having a ghostly experience. Because one time I saw something move down here. I was like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you ran out. I was like, Nyo. And you were gone. I was gone. I've never seen anything move down here. I wasn't even inside it. I just stopped by the door. Mm. So it was outside? No, it was inside. Oh, it was inside. You were walking up to the door when you saw it. Yeah, so and you're uh-uh. like, oh, I'm not going in. And you left immediately, hey, like, turned around. Uh huh. Wow. Oh no! But like this basement scares me. <laughs> it's the like, bunker. Even it's I not a basement. Like... It's the bunker. Yeah. Like that bathroom over there. Uh huh. No. There's just some areas you don't go into. Well, mom says she heard hissing coming from the closet. That was weird. <laughs> and there was no cat. And there was no cat in here. That's but weird. But something hissed. Maybe it was rats. Rats hiss. Like... But I don't think so. I've never seen a rat down here. No. There's nothing to eat for a rat unless they're just eating like... And it was know. like a hiss, hiss. Like... I've never seen signs of a rat. Rats outside. Well, rats Our outside. rats here are huge. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good thing we have cats. Good thing we have cats. They, they have a tendency to get them. They'll go through these phases of catching rats almost every day. Yep. And then they'll stop for like. But it's like, where do they come from? Where are they catching all these rats? I know. Like at one point, we'd get like a rat almost every day. Yeah. You're like, what? But we still get. What the dog? They're still usually a dead rat at least two or three times a month. Yeah. A lot of mice. 
a lot of mice. But we are like backed up to a bunch of woods and yeah, so. there's a river, there's all sorts of woods around us. So mm-hmm. we're kind of in the middle of a happening Sasquatch area. So many sightings. But the Sasquatch story that I'm going to tell you about comes from Case from Illinois. An Illinois man driving from Case to Tazewell County claims he spotted Bigfoot along Illinois 78 near Shanderville. He describes the creature as having looked back at him on the shoulder of the road, an encounter that ultimately lasted seconds but has gained traction in local news outlets and by the cryptid interest groups. The modern concept of Bigfoot originated 65 years ago. Okay, we all know that. When a small Northern California newspaper reported that a road construction crew had discovered human-like 16-inch footprints. So this guy is driving. I want to say it took place at night, too. I'm not really sure. I, I found one news outlet about it, but I haven't found another one. And this is just so short. But I heard um, something else. The man was driving. Um, He said he saw it jump onto the road. And then with two steps, it was off. And yes, it did look back over his shoulder at him as he was passing. And it was off into the woods. So it did only last seconds. But I think those are the most compelling Bigfoot stories to me is when they uh, only last like um, seconds. Yeah, you spot it and then it's gone and it's weird. Do you know what this is? That's the Godzilla poster. Yeah, I yeah. got you for Christmas. Yeah, we got to put it up. It's so good. It's from the original. I can't wait to put it up. I know you can talk to him. Okay, come on. Let me hold it. Only if you guys could see see this amazing Godzilla poster. The funniest person on the podcast gave it to Dad. For Christmas. Christmas. It's an amazing Christmas present. I got to get a poster thing for it and hang it up. But anyways, that is our Bigfoot in the news this week. Once again, he's reported in Illinois, Cass County, going to Tazewell County. Um, The county surrounding Cass, or Case, I want to say it's Cass, C-A-S-S. Um, have many reports of 11 and 12, but Case Cells only had a couple reports on the BFRO network. That's the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. So only a couple in that county, but other reports of like 12 to 11 in the surrounding counties. So is Bigfoot migrating to this area? And he's just like, I'm moving on up. And finding a new food source. What is the migration of Bigfoot? Is it like a bear? I think they go like this. They go deeper into the woods. Maybe. They follow a food source. They follow the streams maybe, and creeks. Maybe they don't do any of that. Maybe they, because um, you know how there are certain seasons of hunters being out mm-hmm. in certain areas? Mm-hmm. Maybe they avoid those times. Oh, Maybe. So, like, hunting season when that's around here, like, turkey seasons right now? It just started, yeah. Yeah, they're not over here. They just go deeper into the forest? Yeah. Dig. What if Bigfoot actually dig under the ground like pigs do when there's a fire? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like, when you see, like, a giant tree stump or something unusual in the woods... Maybe they like dig underneath that and make a dwelling. Yeah. You know, I mean, that could be. It could be. You always hear about these researchers finding six structures, but maybe they make cave like structures and they cover them up because you could take like a bunker. Right. I mean, as a kid, we used to go out and into the fields and we would dig a big hole and we'd mm-hmm. take a piece of plywood over the top and cover it with dirt and leaves and you never knew it was there. You never knew Until it was there. Like I'm not saying 
Right, until you walked on it. But if you looked off into the distance, so what if the Bigfoot does the same thing, but instead of taking a, a piece of plywood, of course, yeah. he would take like branches and stuff like that and cover it all up. And if you're looking off the trail, unless you're running through that forest, what's the chances of you actually stepping on it? And they probably pick a good spot. Now if it's off trail, there. right. That's a good possibility that I have not thought about until just now. I just thought of something. What's that? What if cats, you know how our cats go to the cat club? Mm-hmm. What if they are secretly with, like, cryptids? What if all cats are secretly with aliens and stuff? Okay, I can see cats so being in tune with aliens so and with sassy. other cryptids. And that's why, see, our, our audience doesn't know what the cat club is. Oh, you guys are missing out. <laughs> I know. Our cats, <laughs> now, on where we live on River Road, If you, you have to cross the street to get to the river, but we own that property on the other side of the, of the street. Yes. And onto one side, it's all, um, it's all overgrown with uh, knotweed and stuff like that mm -hmm. and bushes and the cats always go in there they, we, we watch them crawl into this bush area and i've always called it the cat club because you would see more than one cat going in there at once like at once yes so he said they must have a club going on in there but yeah what if they're hanging out with other cryptids in there like for planning of something <gasps> world like, domination what if they put stuff in their mouths with cat food, bring it over there, <laughs> and aliens test the cat food and see what they have on Earth. And see what chemicals they're actually putting into animals on Earth. Oh, it's wretched, I'm sure. But that is a that is for a different podcast, not our podcast. Not our podcast. That's like a conspiracy it's theory, some sort of different podcast. Find out what what the government is pumping full of our food what are they putting in it what are they giving us to make us more compliant dun 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 i don't know but speaking of aliens there was big ufo news this week i don't know if any of you heard of it yet but let's see dun 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 not that one. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Let's see. Oh, here it is. The Found first it. news. Okay. This, I actually first saw the report on the Real News No BS. I don't know if you folks have heard of Real News No BS. It's Real News No Bull Bleep. But it's a new news organization that's up and coming. It's supposed to be non-biased. Um, they are just starting out. They're not affiliated with any of the major news. So they're reporting things as they happen and as truthfully as they can. Um, the first report that I read from them said there was UFOs reportedly lurking or following a um, Navy warship. So the report, they reported as two orbs the size of automobiles following a U.S. Navy ship. This took place during October of 2021, and it went on for several days. So that was the first report, and I was like so excited that I had to post it on everything. Then I started reading more about it. So here I brought up an article, um, and it, here it goes. UFOs reported sp reportedly spotted lurking near U.S. warship. Two balls of light were seen lurking by a U.S. Navy warship last fall. Reports of these orbs were recently revealed by a documentary filmmaker whose previous works have delved into Navy's other strange encounters with UFOs. The New York Post reports how Dave C. Beattie, the director behind the 2019 movie The Nimitz Encounters, which covers another strange Navy UFO moment, unveiled this information during an interview with the U.S. Sun Online that was published on Monday, which would have been last Monday. The same Post article continues to describe how Beattie tells the story of how the warship, the USS Cure Sarge was followed by at least two car-sized orbs for several nights, 
both which were tagging behind the ship by roughly a half a mile and 200 feet above the ocean. These UFOs were also supposedly filmed by the ship's crew, although the footage has not yet been released. The Navy has a long history of seeing UFOs, a history which was only publicly confirmed re relatively recently after the Pentagon unleashed a series of strange reports and videos of such encounters. Anything that would expose a military weakness or military capability, of course, is sensitive. But if these objects turn out to be not man-made and not foreign state actors, we need to be open and address these with academic study, empirical methods, and grant funding to conduct research at the university level, tells Beattie. While I command our DOD, while I commend our DOD, which is Department of Defense, and officers for handling the collection of data, at some point we need to focus public attention on these mysterious questions of what these objects are. That is the ones that have defied that have defied explanation after investigation. So that was that article. And that was really interesting. What do you think these floating orbs are, Ella? I think they are floating orbs. Yeah, but are they alien? Yes. Are they from another country, say China or Russia? No. Are they like a hologram that's being shot up by a Russian submarine? No. No? Um, so. Now, the report that I read from the Real News No BS said that the anti-drone technology that the Navy warship has could not take these orbs down. So it's able to evade these two car size. I mean, these two car size floating orbs were able to evade the anti-drone technology. I, I'm not sure quite what that means. Were they launching missiles at it? Maybe small anti-drone missiles? Um, oh gosh, what kind of... They must put a radar on it or something weird so that it would just yeah. blow it out of the sky, but nothing happened. It was able to evade it. So I, I would love to hear more information about this, and I'm sure that in coming weeks we will, of how, what, like, what actually happened. Were, did they shoot missiles or something at it, and these orbs just moved right out of the way? How fast were they? Did it did these missiles just go right through the orbs? Is the orbs hiding something? If it was a car-sized orb, it could be a single manned um, spacecraft that is is that, and the orb is just like a force field around it. Yeah. Those are the questions that we have, and those are the things that we don't know. What's going on? What's hiding? I mean, the Navy. I understand they can't release too much you know, because of Homeland Security and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but really, what in the world is going on with those floating orbs? We don't want to get, say, we don't want to say we don't know too much about it. But I would like to see pictures of it, too. If there is photographs that these Navy officers took on that ship, I can't wait to see them because I can't, I'm assuming that at some point they will, will release them. Yeah. So it's very exciting to see what exactly is going on. Now, there are other reports of this happening in 2015, I believe, to another um, warship or another Navy ship. I want to say it was the Nimitz. So is it a similar type deal? I mean, what is going on out in the sea with the Navy? Rockadoodle. At least the Navy's reporting it. Mm -hmm. The Air Force doesn't report anything. Not keeping Not to... Not to us anyway. And why is that? Why is the Air Force so secretive, but the Navy's not? So, what is going on behind closed doors? We don't know. And we may never know until they start releasing documents. Yes. And I'll tell you what, because that is where I'm going into next. My next story is about the, re the release of um, declassified documents. Maybe they don't put out too much because they don't, like, think we can handle it. That people can't handle it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what's happening. Um, before I need this 
I got to get up to this next report. So before I do that, I am going to pause for a brief break and we will be right, right back. All right. Um, so here is the next article. This is D-Class Pentagon Documents Discuss UFOs Causing Unaccounted for Pregnancies. This is from Salon. Okay. For five years, the U.S. Department of Defense ran a program that monitored reports of human encounters with UFOs. Now, the release of more than 15,000 pages of documents reveals that the agency compiled bizarre stories of unaccounted pregnancies, radiation burns, and even brain damage during a secretive stretch from 2007 to two to 2012, 2012. First published in the British tabloid, The Sun, in compliance with the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act request, the collection of documents was originally created by AATIP, AATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. It's extensive, it's, it's oh, I'm sorry, its existence only became known to the public after former program director Luis Elzondo resigned from the Pentagon in 2017 and released videos of unidentified fast-moving aircraft. While the U.S. government withheld some of the request, doc, requested documents in the new release, claiming there were privacy and confidential concerns, the materials that were produced are bound to fuel rampant speculation among the large community of UFO conspiracists. The Pentagon documents state that people who observed unidentified flying objects frequently displayed a cluster of similar physical symptoms. Injuries consist with exposure to electromagnetic radiation, such as burns, heart ailments, and sleep disturbances. A report speculates that these could be caused by energy-related propulsion systems and warns that the underlying technology could pose a threat to the United States' interest. Additionally, in cases that would not seem out of place in an X-File episode, there were accounts of apparent abduction and unaccounted for pregnancies. Another document from the cache contains a rubric of forecatterizing different types of seemingly paranormal experiences. If a person claims to have observed a UFO that had extraterrestrials on board for existence, they were categorized as CE3. By contrast, someone who says they encountered ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, in other mythical laundry entities is classified as AN3. Other documents describe efforts to communicate with extraterrestrial civilizations, plans for exploring, exploring and colonizing deep space, and studying ways to pioneer technology like mind control robots and inv invisibility cloaks. They wanna make cloaks of invisibility. Sounds like it's straight out of the D&D handbook. Sounds like it's out, out of the Harry Potter book. The Harry Potter handbook, yeah. But I think Harry it was Potter. first in D&D &D when I was a kid playing D&D. &D, I think we had the Cloak of Invisibility. That sounds incorrect. The documents also reveal that former Senator Harry Reid a Nevada Democrat who served as Senate Majority Leader from 2007 to 2015 fought to learn more about UFO technology that he believed had been acquired by government contractors. One document shows Reed requesting a restricted special assets program for work being conducted by BLASS, that's B-L-A-S-S, Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, which had been awarded a $12 million contract to study advanced aerospace weapon threats from the present out to 40 years in the future. Although Reed pointed out how BLAST had identified several highly sensitive unconventional aerospace technologies, which required extraordinary protection, he was not allowed to conduct 
the level of investigation that he wanted. Um, side note, Blast Bigelow Industry, it also has a lot to do with the Skinwalker Ranch. I'm reading that book right now, and they are really intertwined. I want to say that it's the same owners, but it's kind of strange. Blast got all these um, government contracts, and and I believe the owner of Blast, of Bigelow, I believe Bigelow was friends or had dealings with Harry Reid. The U.S. needs to take a serious scientific look at this and any potential national security implications. The American people deserve to be informed. This is not the first time that the public has been made aware of Reed's concerns about UFOs. Reed passed away in December from pancreatic cancer last year. Last year, a lengthy report in The New Yorker revealed that Reed suspected Lockheed Martin, the American aerospace firm, had recovered fragments from a UFO that had crashed in the United States. I was told for decades that Lockheed Martin had some of these retrieved materials, he told the magazine at the time. And I tried to get, as I recall, a classified approval by the Pentagon to have me go look at the stuff. They would not approve that. I don't know what all the numbers were, what kind of classification it was, but they would not give that to me. <clears throat> what? So Reed heard that um, Lockheed had retrieved materials from a UFO, and he wanted to go see it, and that he was told no, that he couldn't. That's a wackadoodle. That is. Reid also suggested in 2020 that the government knows more about UFOs than has been released to the public. Of course, we all know that. Tweeting satisfactions that the Pentagon had allowed the release of footage shot by the U.S. Navy in 2004 and in 2015 of unidentified aerial phenomenon. <clears throat> Reid stated that although he was happy with the release of the footage, it only scratches the surface of research and materials available. The U.S. needs to take serious scientific look at the potential national security implications. The American people need to be informed. Okay, I'm going to pause right there for a second because what he's saying is that the government needs to tell us what is going on. Will the government tell us what is going on to the full extent? No. They're feeding us crumbs like they always do to keep us satisfied, but at least we're getting these crumbs for now, and it's keeping us a little bit satisfied until we are hungry for more, and that time is now. We're hungry for more. That's what people out there are trying to do. Look at Black Volt Radio, or Black Volt Podcast. He's trying to piece it all together. Yeah. Piece it all together. Yeah, um, the people that do know, the stuff that like the rest of people don't know, mm -hmm. how do you not go home and tell everybody? How do you keep that big of a secret? Because they work for the government. They're not allowed to tell anybody. I know that. If they do, they might not be seen again. So yeah, Things like that happen. If your life is on the line, you're not going to tell anybody. But I don't know what's going on. I mean, if I yeah, if I worked there, I'd be telling everybody. That's probably why That's they would saying. not hire me. That's what I'm saying. You got to be secretive. And there's people out there that can keep these types of secrets because they're doing it for their government or they work for the government, or maybe there are other people known as whistleblowers that will tell these things that will be like, okay, keep my name out of it, but this is what's really going on. So those people are known as whistleblowers. And we hope that that's how the first story of the two orbs came out from a whistleblower was telling the story. So, hmm. It's very interesting because there's so much going on. I viciously got attacked by one of our cats last night. Like, okay. Which cat? Pops. Yes, he's an attack beast. And I got bite marks there and then here. Okay. Back to the UFOs. <laughs> Publicly serious scientists have no credible evidence that intelligent extraterrestrial life has landed on Earth or made contact with humans. I don't believe that. There are, however, occasional space anomalies observed by astronomers that credible scientists believe may hint at extraterrestrial intelligence or at least warrant further study. The most prominent of these is the passing intercellular object, the Oumuamua, 
which came from elsewhere in the galaxy and blazed through the solar system in 2017. Avi Loeb, I did a story on him a couple weeks ago, a Harvard astronomy professor believes that the object had many of the signatures we might associate with the intelligent life and may have been some kind of probe constructed by an extraterrestrial civilization. So that's it. Um, you know, why? Okay, I'm going to use this as an example. If scientists, if they say there's no scientific, if there's no scientific evidence of of aliens landing on Earth, I do not believe that for one minute. I believe that there is plenty of scientific evidence that the government is keeping from us and that one day, one day it will come out because I believe that aliens have been here and they could be here now. Um, disguised as people sometimes or animals. People or animals, that's like a good one. See animals like different, like the not mm -hmm. deer or something? It could be an yeah. alien, that could be. What about that story about the um, alien spacecraft sucking up animals from the forest? I shared that a couple weeks ago and that was a real count from um, people that I have talked to. But what, what if they are sucking up these animals just to recreate them like um, rocket from guardian of the galaxy <laughs> could you imagine and they put him back on earth oh god and he's all angry and defiant and he speaks and he's like ah and he has a gun and he has a gun, like, yeah, normal gun. Like, <laughs> gun. but I'm, I'm not saying that it's like that but maybe they are creating these animals or similar animals that can go into um a city setting, a dwelling, maybe rats, possums, and and keep an eye on what human beings are doing. They they can be spying on us, and we wouldn't even know it. So, could aliens be making alien animals or alien um, clones to watch us? I mean, we don't know what their technology. If they have technology to make it to Earth, that's what I was saying about the cats. They would have technology. They're, being <laughs> to spy on they're us. paying off the cats to spy on us. You know how there's some animals that are pets and some that aren't? Mm -hmm. Like porcupines, some people have them as pets, but it's not like super common like cats. Right. Right. That makes sense. Right. Like a porcupine's not going to spy on So maybe cats, cats are aliens like dogs. that. You know That's been portrayed in several movies The Cat from Outer Space. You know how dogs maybe. learn how to sit and stuff? Mm hmm. What if they're already pre-trained when they come here? They just act all stupid. They're trained to act all stupid and to obey their <laughs> owner. You think that could be it? Yes. I don't know. That's a, uh, I know it's a, a pretty far-fetched theory, but it could <laughs> be. We never looked at it that way. Um, because if spaceships are taking humans aboard and taking animals aboard, cattle mutilations, um, yeah, you never know. You just never know. And then say like they do have this possum that's a clone and he's kind of, you know, creeping around your house at night or creeping around in areas because nobody suspects a possum. Exactly. You know, you just shoot it off or you shoot it or whatever. But what if you shoot it and the remains go and the, the UFO has to come back and get the remains? Yes. Because, you know, when you see a dead animal on the road and you come back and it's gone. I mean, most likely vultures or whatever. Mm -hmm. But. Oh, God, this is getting deep. They could. Aliens could come and pick them up. Yes. And use their the dead parts to create a new uh, deformed kind. Okay. So what if they have to pick up the animal to get the information that it needed from it spying on us? Or do they automatically have a feed that goes into that, that reports right to the aliens? No, that's too. I don't think. But if they're smart enough to make <laughs> animal clones that could just spy on us, they would be smart enough to have that yeah. feed that would go right in, just like we do with drones, right? True. Yeah, yeah. So they would be smart enough to have that. Wow. Mind blown. What if aliens don't exist and we're aliens and we're just going crazy? 
What if the... Okay, I'm, we're getting too deep. Okay, so back to the subject. So UFOs... Our government knows a lot more than they tell us. We know that. But we knew a lot of tidbits of what is going on. We knew about pregnancies. We knew about abductions. We knew about this. We knew about that. And we knew that things were starting to come out little by little. Um, you know, back in the 50s, the 60s, and 70s, this was so top secret. I think started there was a change probably around the 80s when it was becoming more popular. And then the 90s, the 2000s hit. It started coming out more and more. Little by little, just trickling down like uh, the trickle down economics that didn't really work out. What we need now is is we need to demand bigger chunks, bigger chunks of the files. We need to know what's going on. I know they can't tell us everything due to national security, yada, yada, yada. And what if these orbs following the warship was was from Russia or China, what if they have that technology? Would they have already shown it, especially now during the war in Ukraine, if it was some sort of hologram technology or some sort of um, force field technology? So I don't believe that it's Russia has that technology. I don't, um, I don't know what China would do with it if they had it. I mean, would they show it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another... Maybe they're waiting to show us. What is your thing? What is your thing that you thought of? People like Hitler. Yes. People like that. Mm -hmm. Really bad, bad people. Really bad, bad people that want to take out a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. What if those people were brought onto Earth so they could do that and take out people so the Earth can slowly be taken over by aliens? So you're saying like Hitler and Napoleon and... And other bad dictators were our yes. aliens? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's a it's a deep rabbit hole that we're we're treading and I think we need to, to stay focused. Ourselves. Yeah, we need to calm ourselves <laughs> and just focus on the documents that will be coming out. Um, I know that people are gonna be going over them a lot more. And a lot thoroughly, especially like shifting the paradigms with Christina Gomez. She'll okay. be talking about it. Um, the Black Volt will be talking about it. Micah Hanks will be talking about it more. So if you're into this UFO stuff, please check out those podcasts. They are great to listen to. Um, I'm not that good at reporting it yet, but hopefully one day I will be a lot better. But it, it was big news when I saw this coming out on a news station that even though it's not a real news station, but they are real news. I mean, they call themselves real news. So it's kind of interesting that it was kind of uh, maybe a not so mainstream, but a, a news station that does report actual facts, because if you don't follow real news, no BS, you should check them out on Instagram. They are really good. They gave us the first, um, they, they did so much reporting on different subjects. Like when Maxine, um, Je Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend was going to court. They followed that whole court case and they were doing a lot more reporting of it than any other news network. They did a lot of reporting that was coming out of when the war first broke out of Ukraine. And they just did a special series on immigrants coming over the, um, going through Mexico to get to America since the, uh, since that 42 was shut down. You need to pick that up, Ella. Ella dropped my poster on the ground. My Godzilla poster. It's in the tube, but now you you, you wrecked a corner. Dang it. But so, yeah, they're worth checking out and worth following. Um, I do have a short ghost story for you. What? what? And it's following our theme of not aliens today, but of ghost stories. Now, this one takes place in Appalachia. I'm not sure exactly where. It was told to me by a friend. He said it was his grandfather, and it happened to him in the 1960s. He was in, he had served in the armed forces after he left home um, in the 19, God, I want to say, well, he was born in the 1940s. He served, he got out during the 1960s before Vietnam and was a young man. He didn't go back in to serve for during Vietnam. 
But the story goes is that when he got out, he went back to a small town and decided that somebody that he had served with was telling about small towns throughout Tennessee, East Tennessee, and how land was really cheap there and how he can buy a lot. So he was checking out some small towns and he went to rent a cabin. It was a house, but he kind of described it more like a cabin, a one room, um, hand built structure. It had a kitchenette, updated kitchenette for the 1960s. It included a dining room table. It had a small sitting chair. It had a sleeping area, bed, single bed. Um, he didn't have much with him except his clothes and a gun that he purchased for hunting. And he had money for food and stuff, but was looking for work in the area. So when he met this man, he, he wandered into the small town and there was a post, a sign posted in the post office for a house for rent. And he went and checked it out, met with the man who checked it out. And he noticed when he got to the property that there was another house there. And he was talking to the guys like, well, um, are you running out that house too? Because it looked bigger. And he said, no, that house is hainted and nobody stays there. So he was like, okay. He goes, well, I won't take that house. He goes, but this is the house that is up for rent. He, he liked the house. He liked the area. He liked the view, despite the hainted house that was just hainted. down the way. Hainted. That's what they used to say, haunted here in Appalachia. Hainted. 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 That house down yonder is hainted. You don't want to live hainted there. Under. And it was, um, the two houses were in the holler. So <laughs> he decided to stay at this house, right? And he said, he regrets it? Well, no, he didn't regret it, but he said the first night that he was staying there, he it sounded like about 9 p.m. in the evening, he was sitting up in the one chair that was in the kind of the living area next to a potbelly stove, and his bed was off in the other corner. But he was sitting there in the chair with a little end table having a drink, and then there was a kitchen area with a dining room table, a small dining room table, and he said he was sitting at the end, end table. When he heard this chain rattling, and then he sees this figure moving through, and he said he ain't never seen nothing like that. It was just a, like you described, just a figure moving through that you could kind of see through. It was there, but it wasn't there. And it scared the wits out of him. He ran upstairs, or he ran to his bedside and grabbed his gun and was loading it, and then it was gone. So he said he waited up for hours in his chair with his loaded gun waiting for the thing to come back, and it never came back. It had chains? Chains. Well, he said it chains rattling, but he didn't say, like, if it was wrapped up in chains and carried across. That's creepy. That's creepy. So the next night, he moved away. no, it happened again. 9 p.m., Chains rattling, and here comes a figure, walks right through his house from the front door to the kitchen area. Chains rattling. He just couldn't make sense of it. Something must have happened to that person or thing at nine. Yeah. Because you know, in that, I forget what the scary movie's called, but like with the hang, how she mm -hmm. up on the tree, how always at, I think, three the, or two. Yeah, a certain time. And again, he stayed up for it to happen again, but didn't. So finally, about a week of it goes by and it happens every night. And the landlord comes by to check and see how he's doing. And he tells him what's going on. He goes, every night at 9 p.m., I hear rattling chains coming through here. And the owner of that house, the cabin, whatever it was, he says, well... I must be straightforward with you. When I ran you this place, he goes, it is haunted, And it happened every night. He goes, did you see the stain in the kitchen area? There's one on the floor and there's one on the wall. And he goes, I noticed those stains, but I wasn't sure what they were. He goes, well, them there are blood stains because somebody was killed in this house. And they was told that it happened at 9 p.m. And he goes, well, that explains it. And so he stayed there for about six months before he moved away. It happened every night. It happened every night, but he grown used to it. 
So he just wouldn't go to bed until after 9 p.m. So it must have been like a residual ghost just coming through there. You know what I mean? A residual, there was so much trauma, yeah. so much negative energy in that one spot that this ghost kept on coming back through like a residual. Yeah. It wasn't an intelligent and never bothered him or anything, but it happened for about six months. And his grandpa told him my friend this story that happened to him. So it's a third hand story being told to me. Um, I'm not sure how true it is. I hope it's true because it is an interesting one. But that is just a ghost story from the Appalachian Mountains of eastern Tennessee. So it would be the southern Appalachian Mountains here. Well, we're not. We're western North Carolina, but we're close to eastern Tennessee. Anyway, um, do you have any closing comments? I hope everybody out there thinks about the UFOs and does some research on their own. Just look it up. It's very easy to find. I have a harder time finding Bigfoot news mm -hmm. than I do finding UFO news. Yeah. Um, but I guess I just got to look on the Bigfoot map more often to look up recent sightings. Anyways, until next week, I hope you all have a good week. Any closing comments, Ella? I have a quote. What is your quote? It's so good. It's okay if people look at you a little... Oh my god, I messed up. I knew I was going to mess up. I'm going to restart. It's okay if people look at you like you're a little crazy. Tell them you're a painter. Bob Ross. <laughs> I don't know what you're... It's okay if people look at you like you're a little crazy. Tell them you're a Bigfoot enthusiast. Tell them you believe in cryptids. You believe in cryptids and UFOs. And you believe in ghosts. <laughs> Because that's everything that we believe in. Remember, if you want to check us out, we are on Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, not so much. I I slack on the Facebook one. But the Instagram one, I'm on all the time. And we have our email is thecryptisinyourbackyardatmail.com. And if you listen to the show and you enjoy it, please leave us a rating. Because that's the only way we get to move ahead and get more listeners. Unless I try to advertise it to I everybody. And boy. don't forget that we will be at the Western North Carolina Bigfoot Festival. I can't wait. That takes place May 14th. I will most likely be there. You will most likely Unless be there. Unless something crazy happens. I hope nothing crazy happens. And I have to go see Well, Philip's going to be there. Your boss. My boss. My boss. Your boss. And the girls from Mystic Tea. Mystic I know tea. Pasha will be there because we're sharing a booth with Mystic Tea. Um, we'll have some goods for sale. We're bringing some cryptid stuff from the artisan, and we're bringing some things from of wand and earth, stones, crystals, wands. Um, the cryptid stuff is going to be like church patches, hatches, hatches, <laughs> search patches and hats. So it should be pretty fun time. All right, until next week, I hope you enjoy this episode. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you later.